0: Welcome to the Rebellion Brewing Podcast, I'm your host Matthew Barton, today I'm talking with Greg Moore, you might recognize him from the Justin and Greg show where he and his co-host Justin get up to all sorts of shenanigans including Vegas nights, power eating chicken nuggets.
1: How do you feel? I don't feel good (laughs) at all, like my body's shaking on the inside,
0: blowing up beer cans with us at Rebellion.
1: I nearly got bowled over from Greg screaming like a little girl running away, Uh, of course no cameras caught it but it happened.
0: Greg has been a big supporter of what we're trying to do at Rebellion. And that means building up the local scene. Raising awareness about all the cool stuff that's going on in our city. And that includes food and beer and music and more. Greg, welcome to the show.
1: Matt, thanks for having me. We're here. You are very well spoken. Thanks, man. Is that all ad ad hoc or are you reading that off a script? It's a little bit of a script. We always talk about playing to your strengths. So if you're a script guy, go script. If you're all ad lib, go ad lib. I I don't
0: think I'm smart enough for all ad lib.
1: Well, wow, I think it's
0: just different. You know, it's just a
1: different world of communicating. I don't do well with scripts because I can't make it seem natural like you just did. So anyway, it's good to be here.
0: It's great to have you on the show, man.
1: Inside the Rebellion office for the first time. It's nice. It's a little bit less lively than the uh, tap room, but that's okay.
0: We call it the ghetto. This is the ghetto? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a comfortable ghetto. It works, though.
0: Luckily, there's no aroma right now. In here. What... We're right beside the bathrooms.
1: Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a bittersweet thing hey all bitter yeah no sweet I'm sorry to hear that
0: (laughs) so today we're going to be drinking something that's brand new we just tapped it a few days ago sour crush
1: IPA by rebellion you got me at the IPA
0: it's a four percent session ale. okay I want you to have a sip let me know what you think right now yeah cheers cheers not even noon almost
1: whoa Whoa. What is going on there?
0: <laughs> it's super aggressive.
1: That is not what I expected when you said IPA.
0: Sour, sour
1: IPA. Yeah. I was hoping like, for the emphasis on the IPA, but that is, that is tart, my friend. It is not what you expected if you've never
0: had a sour IPA before.
1: That is so interesting. Like When I put it in my mouth, I can taste the sour before I taste anything else. Yeah. Huge kick. But then it finishes like very normal clean yeah have you had
0: a sour before
1: i i I usually hate sours i usually hate them i had one there was one like lemon and lime sour from uh i can't remember what it was called i had it out in pilot Butte, but it was delicious but because it didn't taste like a sour right so this is a capital sour it's fine and what i like about it is it's different i often complain about ipas because a lot of them are just like pine needles it just like taste like straight pine and that's all it is and you just get bored of it. Whereas this is like, hey, we're actually going to give you something else and then bring you in to the clean finish. So, yeah, I would, it's good.
0: You'd recommend it? What I, well, I'll, I'll let me know at the end. I'll let you, I'll let you know at the end. <laughs> Here, have a second sip. And I find the first sip is too much, and it just is not an accurate representation of the sour. It, once you get through three or four sips, your palate adjusts a bit, and it's easier to appreciate. No,
1: I would agree with that. I think it's, I think at the beginning, it, it caught me off guard, and now it's becoming a bit more subdued and controlled, I would say.
0: It's hard to drink anything else after you've had a sour. You either need a bigger flavor, right. or you need more sour. What works for a bigger flavor? More IPA. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't go take this, drink this, and give it five stars on untapped, and then drink a lentil. You're not going to taste
1: anything. what the lentil's about. Gotcha. No, it's it it's fun. Now is it really popular
0: sour beers yeah. are super popular in the united states sure. super popular in the west coast still haven't really caught fire in the prairies but there are more sour options coming
1: out like we're pretty new to the whole craft beer scene too as well right isn't it like an education that needs to take place with our palates and our understanding and that sort of
0: stuff there's a lot of opportunity to teach people a lot of opportunity to raise awareness about the kinds of beers that are out there but if you go to like houston or austin in texas there are breweries there that just do straight sour beers wow all sour all the time
1: wow yeah do what you're good at exactly i couldn't do that
0: our flanders uh red yeah it's a sour belgian style it won bronze at the world beer Cup. i heard about that congrats thanks that's that's a big deal massive deal for mark and
1: dave well and the world's a big place
0: kudos to the beer team with lots of beer in it it was nice to take a win against the europeans who've been doing this style for decades
1: well i went to I, I lived in europe for six months i went to belgium and i walked into this beer store and it had like a thousand beers a thousand different belgian wheat beers and i thought oh like these guys have been doing this for a while and isn't one of the most popular beers out there like monk monk beers or something like that it's really expensive you probably know it the trappist yeah monks, yes and there, is it is that is it that good
0: there are different breweries in the world and the trappist monks in belgium are known for their beer um one of our co-owners at rebellion his daughter is named after one of the beers wow that's that's intense
1: yeah but is it that good like is the beer if i drank it would i be like wow this is amazing i don't know because i'm pretty ignorant to my my palate you can tell listening to this podcast that it's like wow he he doesn't drink a lot of it
0: beer geeks who know what they like and know what they love rave they rave about these trappist beers they They go nuts for it. They'll travel the world chasing after these beers. Hmm. Um, Is it for everyone? I would not say try it at least once in your lifetime. You might not like it, but you probably will.
1: That's kind of how I approach beer drinking is I'll try everything once. right? Even this, this sour. It's like normally would I have picked the sour off the menu? No. But now that I have, it's like, oh, okay, I'm better off for it. And it's better than I would have thought when you said the word sour IPA
0: it's a real challenge to try and convince people that sour is not a bad thing because when you say sour they go oh sour milk you know and they just think of oh yeah milk
1: sour cream i'm like why would i eat sour cream when it has the word sour Like, cream shouldn't be sour it should be what cream is it's not it sounds old and gross but how do you convince someone to drink that if i walk into rebellion tap room and say listen i don't i'm not a sour guy I i don't want to try anything What do you say, as someone who appreciates that, to get me involved in that?
0: I would say, start with a pitch for myself, talking to people. I'm really excited about it, so I try and share my excitement. I would say, are you a wine drinker? Do you drink wine? If you're a wine person, try a sour beer. Hmm. If you liked Sour Blaster Cherry candies that make your lips pucker and make that fish face when you're a little kid, try the sour. Hmm. I would say those are the two kind of jumping off points to give people a frame of reference to understand this beer.
1: Not bad. Because sour cherry, I'm I'm all over sour cherries.
0: The very first sour I had was in Evan Hunchak's basement. He's one of the co-owners of Rebellion. Yeah. I hated it. I was like, what did you just give me? This is awful. And then the next day I called him up and I'm like, can I get some more?
1: Really? (laughs) What changed overnight?
0: I I just thought about it more and I was like analyzing the flavors and it was just too weird for me at first. And then by the last sip... I was like, this is for me. Very cool. And I'm, I am wouldn't say I'm a sour kind of flavor guy. I don't like sour cream, don't care for it. But sour beer, I dig it.
1: You had a conversion experience while you slept?
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it took 24 hours. Yeah, you're a spiritual guy now. <laughs> so just to give people a sense of what Mark and Dave and the brew team were trying to do, here's the description. Okay, A bouquet aromas of tangerine and lime, but flavors of tart with big citrus and finish with berries
1: yeah the citrus is there the aroma is there N- now that i'm on like my well i'm almost done i i don't taste the berries but my palate's awful it is really it? is awful yeah I, i'm still learning learning to pull that out and be more a bit more sensitive to it but i but would that, say
0: tangerine aroma is big berries on the finish
1: yeah but i love berries so and the finish is my favorite part
0: do you want more yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's top you up.
1: Don't be shy either. It's Wednesday, right? It's hump day. Is it Wednesday? Yep, all day. I've lost all track of time. Yeah, I get you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for people who've never heard of the Justin and Greg show, for people who don't know who Greg Moore is, what the heck is TJags?
1: Okay, so the Justin and Greg show was started by Justin and I. I'm going to give him a lot of the credit, my business partner, Justin Revis. So he has lived in Regina his whole life and he wanted to start vlogging, video blogging. And so he started that a couple years ago, doing a blog, video blog every day about Regina. So he would just go to different places, different events, and kind of capture what Regina is and what's going on. Because Regina gets a bad rap from a, a lot of people, not just because of the name, but people say like, why would you live there? There's nothing to do in Regina. And he kind of sought up to change that. And one of the things that this city's kind of poor for is getting the word out about anything, right? And people say like, oh, I wish I would have known that that was happening. And nothing happened. And so he did that for a while. And then he wanted to shift because Facebook Live came around. And he said, you know, we should do a Facebook Live show. And I've always loved content. I've loved, you know, writing plays and directing plays and, and, and being an actor, whatever it is. I love content. So I said, yeah, let's do it. How'd you guys meet? We're almost strangers, actually. My wife and him went to school when they were young. So I knew him that he wasn't like some creepy weirdo. But we actually running into the same circles online We had some of the same friend group. And so I reached out to him randomly on Facebook and I was like, hey, we should go for coffee and close this loop because you're doing cool stuff and and I want to get to know you a little bit better. So we went for coffee two or three times. And the fourth time he said, hey, you should come do a Facebook live show with me. I said, yep. And after the second Facebook live show, he said, you should quit your job and we'll do this full time. (laughs) And so my wife had just given birth to our first child, first and only child. She was on mat leave. I had a great job working at an ad agency, and I was like, you know what? I'm ready for a change, so let's do this. So we, we quit and we started Pigeon Social, where we do consulting about social media and content, that sort of thing. But our real passion was the Justin and Greg Show, was making fun content and celebrating the fact that, one, like, there's still good in the world, fun things to do, and believing that we can have a global impact from this city. I've always, I have friends that live in South Korea, and they're like, get out of Regina. There's nothing to do in Saskatchewan. It's you know, it's backwards. It's this. And I'm like, you know what? With with the way the internet is, man, I should be able to have an impact from here. I don't need to move to New York or Toronto or Vancouver or whatever it is to to be able to see the world and experience the world and and impact the world. And so that's what we're trying to do: is one, help put Regina down on the map and celebrate things that go on here, and two, to see to, to see if we can actually do good stuff. We like to have fun. That's what we do. We like to have fun. So,
0: if you had. One Regina story from your time with the show, one thing that kind of stood out in your mind, what would it be? Okay, The coolest thing that happened during the show
1: for us that I consider Regina's story is we made a video for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights, we made this campaign to try and get Saskatchewan to adopt them as our NHL team, and I stand by that. I, I still think it should happen, and I still think that it might happen. We did all this crazy stuff going down there and getting media passes to the locker room of the players, and I always admired Marc-Andre Fleury going, going up. The, he was the goalie for the team, and I got to interview him. In the locker room of, of, during the Stanley Cup playoffs, like, it's in crazy, that should never happen, but I did it. And I live in Regina. So that was your favorite memory from that piece? Almost. Almost. The, my favorite memory was uh, about me, I love loser teams. I love when teams lose. So I used to be an Atlanta Thrashers fan before they folded because they sucked. And I just find that so attractive. I loved the Boston Red Sox well before 2004 because they sucked, It is history of losing. And I'm like, that attracts me because I want to be there and will a team to victory. And of course in 2004 they finally won. And so what's happening with the Golden Knights, it was, uh, it was game four and they were getting crushed by the Capitals who eventually went on to win. And I'm sitting there watching the game and, and they're losing their composure into a new fan base. And I realized halfway through, I'm like, oh, like they don't know how to deal with this because the narrative's going to be, you guys lo- are losing and you can't come back because no one ever comes back. Well, in 2004, the Boston Red Sox were down 3-0 against the New York Yankees. And in baseball history, it had never happened before. No team had ever come back. And I remember being there being like, no, 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 we can still do this. I don't care that it's never been done. We can do this. And so I had this idea of like, we need to make a video to remind these fans that it's not over yet. And so in the middle of game four, I started writing the script for this thing. That night I went home and I found a song that perfectly fit the tone of the script. And so that next morning I showed Justin, Justin immediately caught the vision for it. We filmed it, about an hour, edited it in about an hour and it gave us goosebumps. We put it out online and it went like wildfire. The Vegas fans were texting us being like, we're crying right now, you've restored my hope. This is changing my day. And for us, it was like, wow, we're having an impact. But then at 4.30 p.m. on that day, the Golden Knights reached out to us. The entertainment capital of the world, widely considered the best uh, entertainment experience in the NHL, their VP of entertainment said, guys, I wanna run through a brick wall. This is an amazing video. It's, it's been shared on the office countless times today. We love it. We want it to be the intro video for game five. And so sure enough, three days later for game five, You had two guys, Justin and Greg from Saskatchewan. All the lights go out in the building, boom, up pops Justin and Greg. And we got to (laughs) be the video in the Stanley Cup finals to galvanize that audience. And people said it was electric in there. That to me is so cool and surreal to say that it actually happened. You had goosebumps. Oh man, I had goosebumps for days, for days. And just because having a tangible impact on someone's life, even if it's something as simple as sports, here today, gone tomorrow. And obviously they lost the game and lost the cup. But in that moment it was like i live in regina saskatchewan we recorded that in justin's basement in lakeview and it's in vegas we can change the world Like we can have an impact from regina and on a bigger scale you've got agt foods who is doing the same thing you've got rebellion that you're winning world awards this city actually has things that we can offer the world and have an impact even though we don't have you know, New York or L.A. So.
0: To put it into context, how many times has the Vegas Knights gone to the finals?
1: Once. They've only been around. This was their first year.
0: So for somebody who has no hockey knowledge, how common is it for a team on their very first year to go all the way to the never. finals? Never. It's never happened
1: before. They're, they're widely considered the greatest expansion franchise in sports history because what they did was unprecedented.
0: And you got to be a part of that.
1: Yeah. And we were there. They brought us in for game one of the, of the playoffs. People said, are you guys coming back? We said, well, we'll be back for the cup final. And sure enough, they went to the cup final, and we were back for it. So good to see two games there. It was, it was surreal. And even talking about it now, it doesn't feel real. But it happens.
0: So what's coming up next for Justin and Greg's show? Yeah, that's a
1: good. good question. So we started a podcast, uh, Justin and Greg podcast. Episode four went out today. We used to do our Facebook Live show. We realized that we needed to pivot, and so we killed it. We might resurrect it again with, with a panel and that sort of stuff. But we started a podcast. For us, it's more and more content and, and, and learning about how it works and how to tell other businesses and organizations what they can do. Because we actually believe that organizations, big or small, can take advantage of social media.
0: Regina, five years from now, where do you want to see it?
1: Ooh! So five years from now, Regina will have the controversial connexus in the park. Connectus bank is gonna be in the park. But they're bringing an accelerator with that. People don't, I don't, I don't think they fully comp, like comprehend what that's going to do for our culture. Because right now we've got this university with business students in it and entrepreneur entrepreneur mindset is growing. People say it's better in Saskatoon. Hashtag audacity. Hashtag audacity. But like we've got PATH co-work space opening up. I think it's open now or next week, uh, just above the Hilton or, or connected to the Hilton up there. And we have this, this co-work space or this accelerator going in there. I hope we have a Deadpool statue too, downtown. Like, why would we do that?
0: Why can't we have a Deadpool statue? Because the
1: mayor said no. They were gonna crowdfund one back when the first Deadpool came out because Wade Wilson, the character, is from Regina. You know this. A hush falls over the crowd as rookie sensation Wade W. Wilson out of Regina, Saskatchewan, lines up the shot. This form looks good. Why Regina rhymes with
0: fun? I signed the petition and I offered to throw in 50 bucks. Yeah, like the mayor said no,
1: and I was like, what? Like how cool would that be for Regina? We have, have you been downtown to the city hall? Yeah. We have a lot of statues down there. Yeah. And I don't know the story behind all of them, but some of them, some of them I'm like Confucius is at my city hall. Like welcome Confucius, but like I'm not sure how you're relevant to this place versus Deadpool. And as a tourist thing. As a tourist thing, I'm like, that would be cool. If we had a Deadpool statue, one Marvel would love that. Two people would come from all over to get a a statue with Wade Wilson. Or a a picture with Wade Wilson. You know they would.
0: I want Deadpool to be right beside Confucius, but he's kind of riding him like a stripper pole.
1: I mean, that would be a very Deadpool thing to do, right? It's that sort of stuff where I'm like, that to me has personality. People in Regina are very funny, we're hardworking, we're outgoing, and we're good people. And how do we find ways just to celebrate that? Because we've always been bad at celebrating our successes and being comfortable with being
0: excellent. I think the city should loosen its tie. Yeah. And I think we should be able to laugh at ourselves a little bit. And I think that begins maybe with the Experience Regina video. Where we can have fun with it and own it. and. Laugh at ourselves, but also lift ourselves up by just saying, "This is us, and we're having fun." Absolutely, the best the best comedians in the world, and also like your best friends in the world,
1: know what they're bad at and know how to make fun of themselves. That is endearing. If we as a city can figure out how to endear ourselves to the rest of the world, our name is Regina. It sounds like you know a bodily par- body part. We all know that. That's funny, we're tired of the joke now, but like the experienced vagina, that's a part of who we are. Okay, well let's make fun of it, you guys. It's okay, it doesn't define us, right? Like I'm, uh, I always make fun of myself. I mumble, you'll hear in this podcast, that I talk too fast, you can't understand me. <laughs> I make fun of that. That's part of who I am. Do I like that about myself? No. Am I working to change it? Yes, but it doesn't change who I am. You know, like we need to loosen our tie, absolutely. I would sign that petition. Loosen, loosen your tie, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not against ties. Ties look great, but we just need to relax and just be comfortable with trying new things, trying to do our best, and supporting one another.
0: I love that philosophy.
1: Experience vagina.
0: It's why I'm always excited to see you in the tap room.
1: Well, it's one of my favorite places. (laughs) I'm excited to go there for a number of reasons.
0: Thanks for coming on the show today, (laughs) man. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) Rebels, thanks for tuning in this week. If you want to find out the latest news about Rebellion Brewing, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped. You can also find Greg and Justin on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They're everywhere. Just look up their Uber Tractor video. You'll have a good time. Thanks for joining the Rebellion.